This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.48 a.m. You are listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Shaoning and Phil. Now, yesterday, Tuntai Mahmud, who some see as the father of modern Sarawak, died at the age of 87. He served as chief minister for over three decades where the state was transformed into an economic engine powered by diverse sectors. Upon his retirement as CM in 2014, he was made the state's governor for 10 years until last month when replaced by Tun Dr. Wan Junaidi. Today, we delve into how far Sarawak has come and the economic potential that lies ahead. Under the post-COVID-19 development strategy, the land of the Hornbills aims to achieve a GDP of 282 billion ringgit by 2030, double of the value achieved in 2023. And as for the state budget, we saw the largest ever allocation of 12.4 billion ringgit being unveiled and unanimously passed, with 9 billion ringgit planned for development projects. So with this higher budgeted development expenditure, what kind of infrastructure enhancement wave can we expect from Sarawak? For some insights, we have on the line with us Adam Muhammad Rahim, Equity Research Analyst at RHB Research. Adam, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. So as mentioned, Sarawak has ambitions to become a developed state by 2030. How will that be achieved in six years? All right. So we know to achieve such ambitions, you know, um, Sarawak must um, firstly add value to its um, resources strength, you know, which could be done through various avenues, such as the development of um, hydrogen for export by 2027, given that the world is transitioning into um, clean energy. And aside from that, you know, uh, the state, you know, could um, expand further on the downstream development of the state's oil and gas resources to produce methanol and ammonia. And in addition, other platforms which could expand state coffers include the sale of electricity to Singapore and Sabah. So with an expanded revenue, um, Sarawak may invest in more infrastructure such as roads, internet connectivity, public transport, seaports, you know, in, in order to create an environment which is conducive uh, for the enhancements of um, you know, business activities and trade. So following um, economic expansion, only then Sarawak would have the capability to triple its median household income from the current 5,000 ringgit to reach 15,000 ringgit in 2030 in order to address the gap between the national and the state's average. Now, the state is upping the ante for infrastructure projects in light of the high development expenditure. But what are the key infrastructure components to look out for in the state? Okay, so uh, firstly, you know, um, an important component would be, you know, water supply related developments, you know, such as, um, you know, water pipe connections, uh, given that um, Sarawak's domestic consumption of water is one of the highest in Malaysia, while the water pipeline construction in terms of kilometers length uh, in Sarawak is uh, one of the lowest in Malaysia. And secondly, you know, it would be uh, flood mitigation projects, given that the 11.8 billion allocated under the uh, budget 2024 for the nationwide flood mitigation projects has highlighted fast phase two of Kuching flood mitigation project to be one of the projects in Sarawak. And, um, you know, in fact, uh, phase one of the Kuching flood mitigation project started around 2010 and 2011. So therefore, it is rather timely, you know, to, to uh, expedite uh, such um, projects uh, in Kuching in particular. And um, other components will, of course, be road connectivity, you know, with the anticipated Sarawak Sabah Link Road Phase 2 and also the uh, remaining work packages for the second trunk road. So in the long run, uh, there will be 7,000 kilometres of new roads that will be need to be built 
and about 3,000 kilometers of substandard roads, which must be upgraded or rehabilitated to um, connect all um, rural areas. And lastly, public transportation also is a key one of the key components. You know, via the six billion ringgit Kuching Autonomous Rapid Transit project, which aims to uh, reduce congestion in the Kuching city, and perhaps later on, you know, such projects could be expanded um, beyond the uh, Kuching area. And of course, Malaysia is on a mission to attract foreign direct investment. But what edge does Sarawak have at this moment to gain an even larger slice of that pie? Besides having business-friendly policies, you know, the edge that Sarawak has is the abundance of uh, renewable energy in the form of um, hydropower, which enables the state to um, have the uh, most competitive unsubsidized electric- electricity tariffs in ASEAN. So um, MNCs, you know, would uh, be more attracted to come to Sarawak, you know, to set up, you know, their industrial facilities in Sarawak's various industrial parks, you know, as electricity costs, you know, are very um, affordable in the state. So the National Energy Transition Roadmap, or NETTER, is a key focus of the economy ministry. But specifically for Sarawak, there are plans for hydrogen production and also carbon capture and storage opportunities. How viable are these projects as the technology know-how requirements? They're high and stringent, yeah? Okay, you know, um, looking at the uh, hydrogen projects, you know, the viability would depend on the demand, you know, which is expected to increase uh, for example, the hydrogen production market, you know, was valued at 130 billion US dollars in 2020, and is estimated to reach uh, 201 billion ringgit. Eh, sorry, uh, 201 billion US dollars by 2025. You know, according to Bloomberg, and you know, moreover, uh, the fact that it is the foreign parties from South Korea and Japan that have actually come to Sarawak and collaborated with state-based entities to develop such hydrogen production facilities reflects, you know, the the, the expected heightened demand um, for hydrogen. And, you know, as for Sarawak, Sarawak's own plans, you know, this hydrogen would not just be uh, for, you know, for exports, but also for uh, local usage, such as the uh, Kuching ART, which will be fueled by um, hydrogen. Meanwhile, looking at uh, carbon capture storage opportunities, you know, of, uh, of course, currently we have the uh, um, we have the Kasawari TCS project, which is the first in Malaysia. But looking ahead, you know, there is more than an estimated 46 trillion cubic feet of um, potential carbon storage capacity, which has been identified across 16 of Malaysia's depleted fields, and 11 out of the 16 uh, potential TCS sites are in the offshore of um, Sarawak. So, you know, that uh, again indicates. Uh, the, the attractiveness of Sarawak to be a uh, potential CCS hub. And um, with that, what are your top picks for exposure to the Sarawak theme and why? Okay, so KKB Engineering is uh, our uh, top Sarawak pick under our coverage, um, you know, given that, uh, given its uh, diverse infrastructure exposure in Sarawak, spanning from projects not just related to a highway, but also um water supply projects, in addition to the uh, uh, being involved in fabrication of steel structures for oil and gas structures, and also, you know, uh, for industrial buildings uh, in the state. And uh, the presence of the Sarawak Economic Development Corporation as, you know, uh, one of the shareholders 
you know, may position um, KKB to be at the forefront when it comes to state-centric development projects. And, you know, financially or in terms of a balance sheet, the group is in a net cash position, which may enable it to conveniently gear up if required to in the future to make way for any potential expansion to leverage on any, uh, you know, state infrastructure developments. And looking at non-Sarawak-based uh, companies, you know, which which would uh, which would benefit from Sarawak, it would include uh, IGM, given that it secured a package for the uh, uh, Kuching ART depot in Kota Samarahan. And uh, the group is also looking to develop an industrial pulse manufacturing plant in Sarawak via a JV with the state entity. So, um, yeah, that is uh, IGM. And last but not least, we also like to highlight um, Gamuda, uh, given that it is no stranger to Sarawak um, via its uh, uh, involvement, um, not just in the Pan Borneo Highway Sarawak project, but also the uh, second trunk road project uh, via a um, joint venture with uh, Naim Holdings. So yeah, these are my um, main topics for the um, Sarawak team. Adam, thank you so much for speaking with us. That was Adam Mohamed Rahim, Equity Research Analyst with RHB Research, talking us through the economic potential that's being seen in the state of Sarawak. Uh, a lot of development projects uh, taking shape and, and how that will determine the future of the state. Yeah, clearly contractors are prime to benefit. I'm looking at Adam's note, actually, and contractors definitely set to benefit from Sarawak's infrastructure wave. Even if you look back in 2022, right, they recorded the fifth, fifth largest value of construction projects among the country states at almost close to 10 billion ringgit. So I think the, gov the state government is really focusing on that. And in order to attract the FDI, they definitely need to have a good standard. And the other thing that's interesting, Sarawak, is they are getting involved in data centers. All right, more on that for sure. It's coming up to 7.59 in the morning, but first we have a quick message. Prostate cancer is often referred to as a silent killer because it can develop without any symptoms. In fact, almost 70% of cases in Malaysia are only diagnosed in late stages. What does this mean for men who receive a prostate cancer diagnosis? How far have we come in treating the cancer itself, but also supporting these men with their mental health? Find out more from consultant urologist Dr. Peter Ng and registered counsellor Kelly Lai from Subang Jaya Medical Centre on Health and Living today at 4pm. All right, coming up after the 8am news bulletin is The Breakfast Grill with Keith Kam, who speaks to Dato Anna Teo, founder and CEO of Hernan Corporation. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.